Hello, friends. Welcome to the DDP for the 26th day of May. I'm Paul White. Thanks for joining us here at Paul White Ministries. I appreciate you. I appreciate the fact that the Father has brought us together and so many of you who have reached out and let us know what these podcasts mean to you. We always love to hear from you. You can email the podcast directly, ddp at paulwhiteministries.com. If you have a question, and if you do email us with a question, give me time. I try to get back with them. Sometimes we just can't, uh, but we do try to get to as many of them as possible. And some of them we even use as a subject for subject matter here on the podcast. DDP at paulwhiteministries.com. First Timothy chapter three, we are concluding the 15th verse. Let me read for you again Verse 15, I'll throw in 16 today. I don't think we read 16 yesterday. It's the last verse of the third chapter. I don't think we'll get into it much today, but let's read it. If I'm delayed, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and bulwark of the truth. Without any doubt, the mystery of our religion is great. He has revealed in flesh, vindicated in spirit, seen by angels, Proclaimed among Gentiles, believed in throughout the world, taken up in glory. Of course, there's a lot of good stuff in the 16th verse about Jesus, and we're going to get to that. I don't know that we can do all of that in one podcast. We're going to give it a shot tomorrow and see where we land. But for today, there's a phrase there at the end of 15 I really want to lock in on, and I want to add something to what we said yesterday. We were talking about how Paul gives that 15th verse and basically says there's a way to behave yourself in the household of God. And I don't want to indicate that I think Paul was stoic or stodgy and that he thought um, people ought to act the same way. I don't think that at all. Any instruction we see Paul give to the church, and we do get a lot of it in the Corinthian letters, is really more about doing things in which people aren't excluded. You know, if you're going to function in the gifts, and he encourages you to. Don't exclude people from understanding what's going on. That's why he says there's got to be an interpreter if you speak with tongues. It's why he wants only so much of it, because you don't want to take over the service and exclude people from the moment of revelation. And if you prophesy, it's got to exhort comfort and, and build up, because you should be able to exhort comfort and build up everyone. And So I think what Paul means, and again, when we speculate on these things, it's dangerous because we don't really know, but what we do have is the whole body of their work to try to help us. And I think what he means when he talks about behaving is not to be quiet or to to, uh, be passive, but rather to include everyone in the opportunity for worship and not make this all about one individual because we are a house, we are a family, and every member of the family matters. That leads to that phrase, the pillar and bulwark of the truth. Some translations, the pillar and the buttress of the truth. Uh, some translations, the pillar and the support of the truth. Um, so... I want to just point one thing out that, to me, helps. In the NRSV, it calls the church the pillar and bulwark of the truth. In the ESV, it calls it a pillar and buttress of the truth. And actually, a is a little cleaner in the Greek than the. And you might think that's a non-important distinction, but I would say that it isn't about um, it isn't the church 
declaring itself to be the message of the truth. It's the church is one of the support structures of the truth. We have met the truth and he is Jesus. It is not that we know the truth. And the reason I make this distinction is because I think that if we think the church is the truth or the house of the truth, then it starts to become more important to us, maybe overly important to us, to try and shore up as much as we can of our doctrine and agree with everything. And then when we find something in the church that we don't agree with or that we think is doctrinally incorrect or not quite right, then we sort of can throw out that whole church because if it's supposed to be a house of the truth and we see something we don't think is truth, then that church is worthless. And if we go down that road far enough, we might end up with stuff like that church is not of God, that church is used of the devil, don't go there, that will hurt you, that will kill you. And, and this divisiveness is alive and well in every generation. So that, that I'm not picking on us in the modern era. I think the church has been that way for a long time. And I, I think there's probably a thousand reasons why we're that way, but one of them does seem to be that if we confuse the church as the place for the truth rather than a support system for people who walk in the truth of who Jesus is, then I think we start to turn the church into a place that has to fight about doctrines and and that might be one of, again, there's probably a thousand reasons, but it might be one of the reasons we have about 43,000 denominations. And let's be honest, the non-denominations probably have as many variations in the way they feel and believe as the denominational world. And thus, we have all of these little depositories of the truth. But it seems that whether you're reading it as a pillar and a buttress or a pillar and a support or a pillar and a bulwark, what we ought to be seeing in the phrase is that the church holds up and supports the truth. The church is not the truth. Jesus is the truth. Jesus functions in and out of his church. He doesn't only function inside of his church. If so, how did you get saved? And then a lot of people didn't even get saved in a church, or they didn't come to their first revelation of Jesus in a church. Yes, they encountered, most likely, encountered a member of the church. But as far as conducting in the household of God, in the church, maybe not. Yet we met the truth, and and it is not a thing. It is not a doctrine. It is not a principle. The truth is a person, and his name is Jesus. And so the church is a, a support of that, a bulwark of that, a pillar of that. We are upholding that message of that man. We're upholding the message of his teachings. We're upholding the message of his life. We're upholding the message of his death, of his resurrection, of his ascension, of his enthronement, of his present day dwelling and abode in our lives. That's all of those things are a part of the truth that is Jesus. It isn't about locking down the individual truths and then deciding that that church is the most right. Go where you are made to see Jesus, help to see Jesus and made to feel at home. All right. We get into the mystery tomorrow. See you then. God bless.